to the Principal Thing Talk Show, where wisdom meets purpose. Join host D. Gerard Lindsay each week as he connects the dots from the book of Proverbs that helps you to navigate life successfully and propel you into divine purpose. Listen in now. Hello, this is the Principal Thing Podcast, and I'm your host, D. Gerard Lindsay. Thank you for joining me on another episode of The Principal Thing. Um, today, I like to take some time to really talk about something that I believe is an issue um, in the body of Christ. It's an issue in our world. It's just an issue, period. And I believe that um, as we begin to understand uh, this particular thing I'm going to talk about today, our world will change. Our church will change and our lives will change. I really believe that. I believe that this world that we're living in is fallen. I believe it's broken. <laughs> and I believe that the prince of the power of the air, the enemy, uh, still works in deception, even though he was defeated at Calvary's cross. I believe that he still has deceptive tactics. And he just wants to deceive, uh, causing us to believe in ways that uh, are not of God, um, whether it's um, health, whether it's uh, a mindset, an emotional posture. It doesn't really matter. Any way that we believe that is not victorious and that is not overcoming and that is not filled with strength and authority, it's less than how God wants us to believe and feel and think. Let's get cracking. I want to open up some things uh, to you today that uh, chances are you've heard a little bit about it, but you haven't heard enough about it. And I just want to just want to touch on it today. Just want to spend a little time, mix it up a little bit today and talk about one of the things that I believe is the most um how do i need to put this i should say it ranks among one of the things that is the most critical vital uh necessary to us as believers to really grasp to really get and that um is marriage is marriage is marriage i know you're probably sitting down there and you're listening to it or you're going about your day or you're driving home in traffic and you're probably like oh well i can tune out on this one because i've been married for a while i get it i get it i understand trust me trust me you don't get it you don't have a clue um the apostle paul talks about uh, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened in the book of ephesians if the eyes of our understanding were enlightened, there would be so many things that we would do differently in our marriages, in, in this world, and especially in our churches. The theme of marriage runs throughout not just the Bible, but it's a kingdom concept because it's based on covenant. It's something that God established uh, as early on as Genesis. In the book of creation 
He established this. And I think what happens in so many instances is that we just skip over uh, what God was doing, uh, the things that were written. You know, we, we can look at things from such a historical perspective and we don't allow the Holy Spirit to really uh, touch our hearts and open up our understanding so that we can really see things from God's perspective, from a kingdom perspective. So today, I just want to take a moment because many of us, if you get this, what I'm talking about today, you're going to pray differently. You're going to live your life differently. Uh, whatever it is that you need, whether it's health, finances, whatever it is, God, I'm in that same boat. I, I have needs. I have things that I want the Holy Spirit and need the Holy Spirit to do for me. And this, what I'm going to talk about is one of the most crucial bits of information on the planet. And I have to reiterate, I believe in so many ways, I think we've just skimmed over it, skipped past it, and just mentioned some things because we haven't really spent time, not just in his presence, but we haven't allowed the word to really saturate our hearts, mind, soul, and spirit in a way that it would transform our thinking. And when that begins to happen, when our thinking is transformed, everything is going to be different. There are two days that are very important in the Bible, uh, in the book of creation in Genesis, that the Lord talks about every day. Every day is important. However, the sixth in the seventh day are very important. Take a moment to go back through and read this. The sixth and the seventh day, chapter one, chapter two of Genesis. Everything seems to be flowing along fine. And God recognizes that Adam is alone. When's the last time you've been in the presence of God and you felt alone? That's just, it's just, when you sit down and really ponder that, you just think on it. You're in his presence and you're alone. Hmm. It's interesting to me. And then God does something that is very crucial that changes everything. He puts Adam to sleep. You read it for yourself. It's there. It's in plain sight. Just read it for yourself. But when you read it, don't read it like a library book. That's one of the things I always say, because that's when your intellect takes over. When you read it, allow the Holy Spirit to really touch your understanding, to expand what you think you know, what you think you understand what you think you've heard in the past. God puts Adam in a deep sleep, deep, deep sleep. So it means he's unaware of what's going on. He's not conscious of what's happening. He's not. As he's sleeping, 
The Bible makes it very clear that God takes a rib out of Adam and formed a woman. And then God presents her to Adam. This is where everything changes. This is where everything changes. See, see the, one of the problems that we have in our world today is that man, and I believe he looks at a lot of what Adam was doing up until the point where Eve was made, formed, you know, uh, God bringing animals to him and he's naming everything. It just seems like he has so much power and so much authority. And I believe that's one of the problems in the world today, in this system, this system that we live in, in this fallen world, is that man wants so much authority, but he doesn't want the authority of God. He wants his authority. He wants to be in the place where God is. That's, that's the problem. That's the problem. Because he has carte blanche. He just, whatever he means to animals, God doesn't question. God doesn't have any comments. He just rolls right through it. But when you read the text very closely, when the father takes a rib out of Adam, remember now Adam is in a deep sleep. When the father takes this rib out of Adam, Adam and presents this woman, forms a woman, forms her, forms her because the Lord knows that Adam needs a help meet. And that's, I don't even know if I'm going to even have time to even get into that part of it. But this is what I want you to capture as you're listening to this. If Adam is in a deep sleep, which the Bible makes very clear, very clear, wakes up, God presents him with a woman. Adam says, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. How does he know that if he was asleep? The Bible does not mention that the father said anything to Adam. That an angel whispered or ministered to Adam. What I want to happen through this particular podcast is I want the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened because you start to get this, everything change. Everything is going to change for you. The business, peace, healing, everything's going to change if you really get it. Adam begins to talk about her from a covenant perspective. Because he talks about, that's covenant. That's covenant all day long. Where does he get this knowledge from? The Bible doesn't say anything about Eve even opened her mouth at this point. She's just being presented to him. What I want again to understand is that God formed a woman in mystery. Isn't it, guys? I heard a the other day. These guys are just talking about men and wives and all of this kind of thing. And it sounded like it's poured back to a caveman period or something. It sounded primitive. And they wanted to bring me into it. I'm like, 
I'm thinking to myself, if I drop this knowledge on you, it's going to, I don't even know what you're going to walk away with. I don't even have the time to talk, to even engage with you. Because your understanding about women is so primitive, it's so restricted and limited. Anytime the father creates something or someone that he doesn't explain, stop for a second and think. It must be connected to revelation. In other words, it's something that the Holy Spirit has to reveal to you. Adam, in his understanding, he wakes up out of a deep sleep and immediately says, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And for this cause, you shall be called woman because you were taken out of me. What I want to share with you is that women are so important in this earth and they are so important to everything everything that happens on a kingdom kingdom if we do not time to allow the holy spirit to really minister to us and show us communicate to us the importance of a woman now, men, we're important too. But when he made her, he put us, men, that is, to sleep. How does he, how does Adam wake up with this revelation of understanding what he's looking at? I would like to suggest to you that that's connected to power of a woman's presence that she brings with her the unveiling of revelation that's before she even opens her mouth every woman that has been created on this planet has the capacity just with your presence alone to bring revelatory Knowledge and understanding. What does that mean, D. Gerard? What, what are you communicating on the Principal Thing podcast when you say that? What, do you, what are you saying? If we miss what the Father did in Genesis on the sixth and the seventh day, we're going to look at her the way Adam looked at her, even though he was speaking from revelation knowledge we're going to see her and be engulfed if you will by her physical attributes and when that happens the only thing you're thinking about is what she looks like and this is all she really brings to the table then you're going to miss the revelatory knowledge that Adam was communicating in the garden. For this call shall a man leave his mother and his father. That's covenant. 
That's covenant. Her presence, her presence tapped into the capacity within Adam. So that tells me that as a man, I need my wife. And the revelatory knowledge that I'm getting, I'm getting as a result of her presence. If you can begin to understand that, if you open up your mind and open up your heart and really begin to receive the gift of a woman as much as you receive the gift of who you are as a man, the things that the Holy Spirit is going to be able to reveal to you is going to be off the chart. He's going to be able to reveal to you things about yourself, about each other, about life, things that you can do differently. See, in this earth realm, in this temporal world that we live in, that's fallen and that has been inundated with sin, there's so many different opinions and perceptions and perspectives that if you don't really know the truth, you could have the answer to issues that you deal with right under your roof. Roof. I'm thinking about Ruth and Boaz now, Naomi. But the answers to everything that you may desire could be right under the roof that you're living under and you not even recognize it. If you just look at her like she's just a woman and she's just physical and the gratification that you have, you're going to miss the covenant relationship as, rel as well as revelatory knowledge and understanding. This theme of marriage is all throughout the Bible. He starts it with marriage and he ends it with the marriage supper of the Lamb. So you can't tell me that marriage and understanding one another from an identity perspective and understanding what the father was establishing in the garden isn't important. Because we've skewed our understanding of marriage. And as a result, we've skewed our understanding of church. We have all of these denominations. <laughs> I really believe that comes from not understanding marriage. Even with the apostle Paul, when he talks about marriage, he talks about husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. Why would he connect my wife and me loving her to the church? Because the church is the bride of Christ. L listen to the theme there. Everything is connected to marriage. It's not about who does the dishes and who cleans up who takes care of the household finances. That's really not what it's about. Although they have their places. What this is about is understanding 
what the Father was doing on the sixth and seventh day as it relates to man and woman. Understanding how to honor and respect and forgive and come together as one. When you do that, you can open up your mouth and ask the Father what it is that you desire. If it's healing, come together, forgive one another, and begin to understand the power of a woman. He does the same thing basically with Jesus. Joseph is asleep, but Mary, he can talk to her with her eyes wide open. There's something to be said about what the father established in Genesis and how he kept that theme consistent throughout the Bible. Men, we have to come to ourselves and begin to honor and recognize the gift of a woman in the knowledge, the spiritual knowledge and capacity that they bring to the table, number one, and that they ignite in us, number two. If we miss all of that, then what we're going to be doing as men is we're going to say we're the leaders. We have to run everything. We have to run our homes. We have to run all of the businesses and we have to run all of our churches. You know, we can we can give women titles. And keep them limited. And if that's the case, look at every place in your life. Whether it's your health, your wealth peace, family, everything. Just look. And as you're looking, see if women are restricted. Do they get a chance to really express how they really feel, what they're thinking, what the Holy Spirit is giving them? Or is it regulated by a man? If so, then you'll understand why you're going through what you're going through. With this particular podcast, I hope that you'll take the time. Not just listen to everything I'm saying. Go back to Genesis. Day six and day seven. And look at the change that happens leading up to this woman being formed. And look at the change that happens after she's formed. Yeah, I know we can get it. Yeah, but she, you know, God told him what not to do and Eve ate of the fruit. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But Adam was standing right there. Chances are he was close enough to say something or to do something. He didn't drop the ball. He didn't even pick the ball up. So it's really on him still at the end of the day it's still on him. If you can begin to understand that the knowledge that you have, all of the blessings that you have, they're all connected to a woman. There was something that the Lord didn't really want us to understand within our own capabilities. With all of his power and authority, he didn't have to put Adam to sleep. He put him to sleep because he didn't want him to know. 
He wanted him to grasp it, to gather it, to be able to come into this knowledge through the Holy Spirit. Because power without accountability is dangerous. Look, this is the Principal Thing Podcast. And I'm your host, D. Gerard Lindsay. I hope this causes you to think. And by thinking, I hope that you can see your limitations. Where you're being limited and where your chances are, you're limiting women. And then in other cases, maybe women are limiting themselves. God never intended it to be like that. So there's some things that we can change. Hey, until the next time. Peace. Thanks for listening. Join host D. Gerard Lindsay again next week as we discover how to successfully navigate life with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and learn the principal thing where wisdom meets purpose.